My goodness, thank you, Brother Terry. Thank Brother Terry and thank our praise team for being here this morning and sharing with us. Our pianist, Miss Rachel, and our sound crew, video crew, and thank them for being here. If you brought your Bibles, those of you here and those of you at home, if you have your Bibles, turn to Psalm 103. Psalm 103. We're going to look at... uh, well, we'll look at several passages this morning, and I want to share with you a sermon that I've entitled The Sovereign God, The Sovereign God. We're going to look at Psalm, Psalm 103, and we'll look at verse 19, and like I said, I'll be sharing other verses with you. I had worked on a sermon uh, during the week, and I guess it was uh, yesterday, the Lord said, no, that's not what I want. He said, uh, it's hard to um, think about having faith when you really don't know who you're putting your faith in. And we want to see who our faith is in. That makes a lot of difference when we have faith. And so uh, it's what our faith is in. So if you would, Psalm 103, verse 19. God's Word says, The Lord has established His throne in heaven, and His kingdom rules over all. Now let's look at that again. The Lord has established His throne in heaven, and His kingdom, His kingdom, rules over all. Heavenly Father, thank you for an opportunity we've had to come and worship you. And we've gathered in homes across this land, across the world, Father, to worship. I thank you for each person who is tuned in this morning. And help us, we pray, to, to listen to your word. Allow your Holy Spirit to be our teacher and our guide. Give me the words to say, the right spirit to say them in. And then, Father, during an invitation time, people would realize that their faith to survive all things, to have eternal life and then survive all things, is the faith that they have in Jesus Christ, in God Almighty. Speak to our hearts, I pray, in Jesus' name, amen. Now, for several days... The general public has been given information on what we should be doing to prevent contact in the coronavirus. We've received information on what we should do if we become infected with the virus. We get directions from our national leaders, from our state leaders. We get directions from the World Health Organization, the WHO, And then we get directions from the Center of Disease Control, CDC. We get directions from our state government, I mentioned, also our state health department. We get so much information and direction that all of it seems good, all of it seems appropriate, all of it seems valuable, but you can't help from wondering from time to time, who's in control here? Who's in control? Now that is a reasonable question. It's also a valuable question. Because it seems like it's reasonable because we're living in a world that's out of control. 
because man is out of control. For those of us who are believers and follow Jesus Christ and believe in the one true God, Jehovah God, we know who's in control. So the question is, I guess, is who is in control? It has a very simple answer. God is in control. Now, the theological term that we use to talk about God being in control uh, is sovereignty. Sovereignty. That term means that God is subject to no one. That God is influenced by no one. It means that God does what He pleases when He pleases, and no one can hinder Him, no one can compel Him, no one can stop Him. So the point is, God is sovereign and in control of the universe that He created. So God's sovereign means... He is the highest authority in the universe. He does what He wills in heaven. He does what He wills on earth. The Bible says He's the governor over all nations. He's the king of kings. He's the true Lord over the wannabe lords or the would-be lords. He's the sovereign ruler of the universe. He's the great I am. He's the one who was, the one who is, and who will forever be. He is God Almighty, sovereign God. And so the Bible, the book perhaps you're reading out of, Bible, the Holy Scriptures I read out of, the inspired, the inerrant, the infallible Word of God says that God is, is ruler over all things. Now, I found several passages that declare that. You may want to jot these down. First of all, Psalm 22, verse 28 says, For the kingdom is the Lord's, and He rules over the nations. Now, think about God being in all control. Psalm 33, 11 The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of His heart to all generations. Psalm 50, verse 11 and 12. I know all the birds of the mountains, the wild beasts of the field are mine, in all of its fullness. Psalm 91, verse 1. The Lord reigns, let the people tremble. Psalm 103, verse 19, The Lord has established His throne in heaven, and His kingdom rules over all. Psalm 115, verse 3, But our God is in heaven, and He does whatever He pleases. Have you ever noticed that we hear very little preaching about the sin or the sins of mankind? We hear more preaching about man's giftedness, more preaching about man's goodness, more preaching about man's potential, more preaching about his creativity or his capability or his uniqueness in resolve. We're here preaching about all those subjects. 
But I've also noticed that we don't hear many sermons about God's sovereignty. I got to thinking about that. Because preachers in the past have thought that sin and God's sovereignty kind of went together with the gospel. Because God is, you know, they related both sin and the sovereignty of God. They related both of those, you know, with the gospel. Because God is in charge of this world, and all mankind one day must give an account to Him. And so, preachers preach on love, and that's good. Preach on grace, that's great. Preach on mercy, those qualities of God, characteristics of God. And when they do, when we do, people applaud that. But when we preach on God's sovereignty then mankind recalls at that. The point is, man does not like to hear that God is in charge. I've heard politicians say, and I've heard the general public say recently, I'm tired of your prayers and your well wishes. I'm tired of you praying for my loss. Really. We want something done, they say. I like what Dr. David Jeremiah said. He said, today more than any time in history is the day of almighty man. You see, this is a day of humanism. People want to do what they want to do. They want to do what's right in their own eyes. Jeremiah also said this, David Jeremiah said this, he said, Today, little gods are trying to usurp authority from the true God. Example. We murder the unborn. The uh, abolition of biblical marriage. The family removing references of God from public classrooms, the normalization of sodomy and sexual perversion. God says one thing, man law says another thing. God says this is how it must be. Man says we prefer a different way. We don't really want God to rule over us. But God created the universe, and He's in full control of it. And before you ever get a grip on your fear, you first have to understand that God is in control of everything, including the coronavirus. Before you can ever get a grip on your fear, and before you can live by faith, you have to understand the sovereignty of God. You see, in our most severe trouble. Personally and as a nation, God's in control. The times of affliction that we go through personally as a nation, God's in control. You cannot be afraid and you cannot be fearful and trust in a sovereign God at the same time. You're either going to be fearful or you're going to be trusting God. Because fear is the opposite of all that Christianity is supposed to be. 
Paul said it this way in 2 Timothy 1 verse 7. He says, for God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. Now pause there. And if God hasn't given it to us, who's given it to us? Well, the evil one, the devil. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. God's Word says that we're to walk by faith. It doesn't say we need to walk by fear, but as His people, we need to walk by faith. So as a believer today, how can I respond to a sovereign God? God's supreme. He controls everything. He's in control of everything. He's in charge of everything. So how can I respond to a sovereign God? If you take your notes, this is your outline. Number one, we need to reverence Him. First way I can respond to a sovereign God is to reverence Him. What would we do if all of a sudden, on any given worship Sunday, even today, if the President of the United States would walk in this building, and before he came in, someone would hand me a note and say, President Trump is outside in the foyer and wants to come in and just worship. What would we say? What would we do? Well, regardless of your political views, I would hope that you would stand to your feet and welcome him with due respect. Because Romans 13:1 says, that our leader, he is, after all, the highest authority in our land. So the point is this, if we give the President of the United States, who's, the, who's failed and who's frail and has failed and in different ways in his, time, uh, his lifetime, is a sinful human being, if we give him respect, how much should we give God respect? How much reverence should we give the supreme God of the universe, Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords? Proverbs 1, 7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Now, the word fear there is different from what a lot of people are going through now. That's the sermon perhaps for next week. But the fear used here, the fear of the Lord in Proverbs 1, 7 means the reverence of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Also, uh, the beginning of knowledge. I remember years ago, and I remember in reading the Bible, there was a term, there's a term used that is uh, God-fearing. We, we don't hear the term a God-fearing man much anymore, or a God-fearing woman much anymore. Do you think there's a direct correlation between our way that the waywardness of the world has turned to having forgotten the necessity of fearing and showing reverence and respect and honor and standing in awe of Almighty God? You think there's a correlation in how our society has turned and how we have shown disrespect to God? 
So how do I respond to a sovereign God? The only one who has control of all things. I respond first with reverence to Him. Jot this down. I respond to Him in obedience. You remember when Moses and Aaron walked uh, into Pharaoh's court and they demanded Pharaoh to release the Hebrew slaves? Pharaoh said this in Exodus 5 verse 2, Who is the Lord that I should obey His voice and let Israel go? The point is, he didn't know who the Lord God was. And we shouldn't think it strange when people who don't know the Lord are disobedient to the Lord. But what is strange is those that profess Christ and to know the Lord are disobedient to the Lord. There's so many today have confessed that God is the God of the Bible, but yet they don't obey the Lord. They believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and they believe that God is sovereign of the universe. They're engaged in reading His Word. They're engaged in having prayer time and devotional time to find out what the divine will for their life is to be. Well, then why in the world would you refuse to be obedient to God? The sovereign God of the universe says, I want you to do this, and I want you to do this, and I want you to do this to the believer. So the point is this, are you being obedient to God in regards to His will for your life? So how do you respond to a sovereign God? You reverence Him, I will reverence Him, I will respond to Him in obedience, and I'm going to close with this, I will worship Him. The last dream that King David had for Israel was that he would be allowed to build a temple for God in Jerusalem. And God came to him and told him that he, he'd been a man of war and the house of God was going to be a house of peace. That he would not be able to build his house. And then God then prepared David's son, Solomon, to build that temple. However, David took on the task of being the chief fundraiser for that temple. He gave and he encouraged the people to give in 1 Chronicles 29 verse 1 through 19. And David prayed a powerful prayer in 1 Chronicles 29, 10 through 19, in which he worshiped the Lord for providing the funds of that temple. And in that prayer, he recognized all things given by the people came first from the hand of a sovereign God in whom all things ultimately belong. So I guess the big question is this. We started with it. Let me ask it again. Who's in charge? Our government? Our national government? Our state government? No, a sovereign God. You remember years ago, when we were children perhaps, and we may have taught our children a little song that has the words like, He's got the whole world in his hand. He's got the whole world 
in his hands. He's got the whole wide world in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got little bitty babies in his hands. He's got mamas and daddies in his hands. He's got you and me, sister, in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. And so let me encourage you, don't worry. Who's in charge? Jehovah God. So as a Christian, we respond to a sovereign God by showing Him reverence, by obeying Him, and by worshiping Him. You know, I asked our church family this week, I believe it was around Tuesday night, if they would gather with Judy and I and Spirit in their living room or den or wherever, kitchen, around the kitchen table, and worship with us as we read the Scripture and as we uh, listened to singing and as we... Uh, Prayed, And I picture that in my mind of so many people doing that. Let me encourage you to do that. You worship him. And now's a good time to do that during this crisis. We're going to have an invitation this morning. And there are many who have turned or have turned and, and they've decided, hey, you know, things are not going well and... and um, I think something needs to happen in my life, perhaps. And so they've tuned in. You've tuned into this program. And you're looking for answers, and you're looking for hope. You're looking relief for relief from fear. But let me just share this with you. There's no hope, and there's no relief from fear apart from Jehovah God, who's in control of all things. It's been said that we're at war with a virus. But many are at war not only with the virus, but they're at war with God. Because you need peace with God. Romans 5 verse 1 says it this way. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And so today, would you be willing to make peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ? in the midst of all this confusion, in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of a plague, where there's so much uncertainty, would you be willing to believe the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ? The word gospel means the good news. Believe in your heart that you're a sinner by nature, by choice. Scripture says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Believe in your heart that there's a heaven, there's a hell. And the Bible says the wages of sin is death. But Jesus said, I give unto them eternal life, those that trust in him. You know, the Lord loves you so much that he sent Jesus to die on the cross for you. John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Would you believe in your heart this morning that Christ died on the cross for your sins and that he was buried? Would you believe that in three days God raised Jesus from the dead and then he ascended into heaven and we're waiting for his return? So today, by faith, would you just step, stop, turn around, 
and ask Jesus, Lord, I ask you today, I know that I'm a sinner. Would you please forgive me? Would you please come into my life and save me? And I'll tell you, Romans 10, 13 just simply says that uh, for all who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I want you to bow your heads with me wherever you are, and we're going to have a prayer. And our praise team will come and lead us in a uh, hymn of invitation. Heavenly Father, thank you for an opportunity we've had to come and worship you this morning. It's kind of unusual uh, to do this, but at the same time, Lord, I know you've blessed it. And I know you're speaking to someone this morning who's tuned into this program who's, who has a desire to give their heart and their life to you. And so, Father, I pray this morning they would call out to you. If God's spoken to your heart this morning, would you be willing just to pray? You know, a, a prayer, just a prayer won't save you, but you'll never be saved without praying. You've got to call on the Lord. That's praying. So this morning, would you pray a prayer from your heart, acknowledging the gospel, acknowledging Jesus Christ? Pray something like, Dear Lord, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that Jesus Christ came and he died on the cross for my sins. And I know he was buried. And I know he was raised the third day. I know he ascended into heaven. And I know one day he's coming back. But Lord, today I want to claim your promise that if I stop and, and turn to you and ask you to forgive me and come into my life and save me, you will. And I want to do that today. Would you please forgive me of my sins? Come into my life and save me. And I want to give my life to you. Thank you for what you've done for me. As I've made a choice today to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. You pray that prayer, something similar. Let it be from you this morning. And uh, as the praise team sings, let God speak to your heart. And I'll be praying for you as they sing. Just as I am without
so much amen i hope that was your decision i hope that's your request of god today that you are coming to him just like you are today you know um i'd like to just share that i, I appreciate you tuning in to our to our program this morning and let me just make a couple of announcements for the benefit of our church family of course remember that uh, uh all services have been canceled through uh, April the 1st, and then I will reevaluate everything and see how, uh, how things are going and how God's working. And so we'll, uh, we'll get uh, new information on service changes, but uh, just wait to hear from us, and we'll be 
glad to, uh, to let you know when things are going to be a little different. In regards to worship uh, through your tithes and offerings, let me just encourage you to, to mail your check to, uh, to Mountain View Baptist Church, 2110 Highway 81, Phil Campbell, Alabama. You sit on the screen there. Or you can drop your tithes and offerings off at the church office Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 8.30 to 4 p.m. Office will be closed on Wednesday. And so I appreciate your faithfulness in praying and also uh, as you continue to give to support our ministry here at, at Mountain View. All activities, services and activities have been uh, uh, canceled until uh, till we get more information about how things are working out, and we'll be glad to pass that on to you. Well, let's have a prayer, and we'll be, we'll be uh, finished for today as far as our worship service goes here at the church. Father, thank you for an opportunity we've had to come and worship you. Thank you for those who listened. Thank you for speaking to hearts. Father, I pray that um, today that you've spoken to many hearts about salvation. They'd be... They'd feel free to contact us at our address, Lord, and let us know if they made a decision for you. Father, where we could send them some material that would help them to begin their, um, their growth in the Word and in prayer and just uh, Christian disciplines. I pray, Lord, you've touched hearts today. Thank you for all you've done for us and what you continue to do. And thank you, Lord, for being in control of everything. Lord, everything is in your hands, and we couldn't be any better hands in your hands. Thank you for being sovereign God, and we make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Is that it? Thank you all so much.